Welcome to the Gauteng Wholesale and Retail Seater Leadership Chairs podcast. Hosted at the University of Johannesburg's Department of Marketing Management, we have conversations with wholesalers, retailers, and industry experts from South Africa and around the world. We also speak with renowned researchers so that we can provide you with information that promotes excellence and advances the retail industry. Right, good day to our listeners and welcome. I'm Dr. Beate Stiedemulder, your host and the leadership chair for the wholesale and retail Sita Gauteng. With me today is my fantastic and energetic team members, Ms. Khaukhedo Melape and Mr. Sandidi Maseko. Hi, I'm Khaukhedo Melape. I'm looking forward to great conversations with you. Hi, I'm Sandidi Maseko. I form part of this great team and looking forward to our engagements. Great. The topic of discussion today is about personal growth and succeeding in the retail industry. Our guest with us here in studio is Mr. Manfrey Marke. Manfrey has an incredible story to share with us today. And I know if you work in retail, you will be left feeling truly inspired. Manfrey is an experienced managing director with a demonstrated history of working in the retail, predominantly FMCG industry as general manager at Pick and Pay Hypermarkets, supermarkets and franchise business. He's skilled in franchising, executive leadership, sales growth and turnaround strategy, financial management, budgeting, operations management, new business and site development, project management, and as being in the role of director and management coaching and training for retail store management. He's currently the managing director of M&M Guesthouse. Manfrey, that's very impressive. Welcome. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me here. Um, Manfrey, I would like for you to take us back um, in time. Where did your journey in the retail sector start? Very interesting. You know, it started in uh, 1999 when I started with Pick and Pay as a casual. At that time, you know, we had casuals that uh, would come in one or two days in a week. And my role at that time was to pick up trolleys and also to pack the groceries for customers that were buying. That was where my career in Pick and Pay started. Hmm. And what was going through your mind during that time? I mean, you're working as a casual, it's two days a week. What were you thinking? Did you see a future for yourself? When it started, you know, when we're at school, and this is what happens, you don't get told about retailing. You get told about being a doctor, a police, a teacher, and all those professions. But, you know, getting into weekend pay was when I was just lost around town, and then I happened to find them collecting CVs, and I you know, jumped in there, and I dropped mine. And little did I know that this was heaven for me. So when I started as a casual, the, you know, I didn't know what to expect. But once I was in there, then I realized there were some people called managers, you know, training managers, store managers, and all those stuff. They were casuals, cashiers. And I always wanted to know, you know, if I'm a till packer, picking goods, how can I become that person that they're calling a store manager? That is one thing that I always ask myself. If I find myself in a place, I want to know, how can I do, what can I do to become that person that is above there? And that's where I started asking questions. I didn't want to be a casual, I mean, a casual till picker. I wanted to be something better. And then that's when I started meeting people telling me that, yeah, look, I'm in that position, you need this and that and that. And I found that they actually needed just a metric. And mm-hmm. and uh, with the right conversations, I started trying. And I, I found that you don't actually just apply. You were nominated to be a trainee manager. 
and um, you know you're nominated based on your your work. If people see something in you, they will then nominate you. And funny enough, then I started asking myself, what are these things that they're looking for? Unfortunately, I couldn't go to a manager and say, listen, what are you looking for in the person to nominate? But I went into the libraries and I started reading about management and what what how to become a manager and what do managers look for if they have to choose someone. And I started living and walking the talk of the person that is supposed to be selected. Mm-hmm. And it didn't take long. It didn't take long, to be honest. I worked hard. I behaved the part. And until one day when the senior executive came to Zanin, and then uh, as he was coming there, he greeted everyone, and I went straight to him to greet him, and then he asked me questions. How's the store going? I was very informed, very informed, very ready, always ready, and I knew exactly what was happening in the store. He was impressed, and he said, listen, I'll talk to your manager, and he spoke to my manager. The following day, I was called to the office, and he said, listen, my boss said something about you. He said he was talking to you, and he enjoyed talking to you, and um, he would want you to become a trainee manager. Hmm. And I said, what was that? And he said, listen, it's been trained to become what I am the store manager. And I thought, wow. And the journey started there. Wow. Mm-hmm. So you really, um, you know, you took initiative because, you know, like you said, you went to the library, you you read about these things, you, you know, you did your part. And how long was this journey before you were approached to be trainee manager? Because like I told you that it takes quite a lot of hard work. It took me a year. Yeah. Yeah. And I worked as a till picker. And when that, whatever I do, I like to say, leave a mark. You know, when you do something, make a point that you get noticed, you get seen, you are different. Mm. And when I was a till picker, I was real, real good till picker. I would do two tills at a time when there's nobody next door or the person next door was doing going slow. I would jump in there, finish my till, go there and do it. That's how I was noticed. Then the next thing I was made a cashier. Very interesting job, but I didn't like sitting down and then counting the money and then busy, busy, you know, hitting the keyboard there. I think I lasted only there for maybe three months and then I asked to be moved to something else. And then they moved me to a shelf packer and then I packed shelves. And when I packed shelves, always I wanted to be the best in there. And, and, and it worked because it didn't take long. I was then moved to become a chef. Mm. Uh, something I've never done. My mother even never knew that I could cook, but I went there. Oh, wow. <laughs> I learned and I cooked. I think I did that for six months. And then after that, there was a position at uh, head office and then I applied for that position. I, I was one guy that I, I, nev- I was never scared to apply. I was never scared that uh, maybe this is not for me. I never looked down at myself. I applied and then I was called for interview. I went and I, I, I wrote the interview at uh, Pretoria head office. And then I was called the following day. You passed. And then you must start. I think it was on the 29th of October. And then I went and I started there as a bus clerk. That's where my green light started. My life started shining. I could see the light. I was working with the general managers. I was working with the buyers, all the executives that were there in the office. And I st- that inspired me even more. I was wow. looking beyond the store manager that I wanted to become. So I worked there for a year. Like I said, everywhere I go, I would make sure that I leave the mark. Yes. And I know there was a mark I left there. When everybody started at eight and left at five, I would start at six because there was always something to do, something that we couldn't finish yesterday. I would start at six and then I would start with the job. By five o'clock when everybody leaves, 
I would still remain and, and I always remained with one guy. He was a manager of the department. And I always asked, if he's remaining here, what is it that keeps him here? And I remember when I approached him the first day, I said, listen, why do we come here? We find you. And when we leave, we leave you here. He says, because there's quite a lot of things that I do. And you guys work eight to five. I said, can I help you? He said, no, you can't because you're new here. I said, okay, it's fine. I'm just going to sit and watch what you're doing. Hmm. And he looked at me and said, okay, it's fine. First day, second day, I sat there watching him. And I said, listen, okay, can I try? And if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. It's fine. He says, try. And from that day, I excelled it. I excelled it. The guys that were in the team there, I think they were about 10 to 15 years of service within the department. And I was there just a few months. And then he said to me, listen, you did it well. But this is a very high-level job, and then if you do mistakes, I might get into trouble. I said, listen, you will audit what I did uh, for the first time. And then uh, he did that. He audited me. He checked what I did. And as we went on, he started actually relying on my presence there. He would give me quite a lot of job and to do. And before you know it, 7 o'clock, he was leaving maybe half past five latest. Mm. And he was very happy. One day, the chief accountant came there, and he said, she said, who is this guy that remains with you in the office all the time? He says, he's Manfrey. He says, he wants to help. And she asked, Manfrey, do you know what you're doing? I said, nah, Andrew can tell you. And Andrew said, ah, listen, he knows. And one year later, and then we went for development interviews with the chief accountant. And she says, yeah, Manfrey, what do you want to become in the company? And that was a question. I, I guess it was based on looking at what type of person I am and what I do. I said, listen, I, I want to become, there was a position of a buyer mm-hmm. in, in the office. I said, I want to become a buyer. She said, okay, but to become a buyer, you must have the experience in the stores of being a manager of different departments and become a store manager, then you can become. I said, if that is the case, then I have to go back to the stores. It's nice here in the office, but I, I would have to go to the stores. And then they said, okay, and it's fine. You have to write a trainee manager test. I said, okay, great. And I wrote a trainee manager test. I passed it and my career started as a manager. Fantastic. Yeah. And how was your experience in that time as a manager? What, what did you learn? What can you, what can you tell us about the life of a store manager? What I've seen is when I was a training manager going department to department and I was promoted quite fast and and in many departments, what I've learned is that um, the role of a training manager, you have to play your part to be seen, to be promoted. You have to know what you want. And when you know what you want and know what to do, you you leave the part. Every time when you come to the store, you, you've got a purpose of, remember, I want to become that thing. I want to become that position. I want to become that person. And you work for it. But then the role of a store manager then becomes to look for talent in the store because you the man who has to do everything in the store, but via people, you, you have to continuously look for the people that can help you achieve what you want to achieve. So and I, I think this is where the match comes, the people leaving the part and the manager looking for them. And that's where you get spotted. And and I think if you go back to, to the company that I worked for, longer time, pick and pay, there's quite a number of managers that I've promoted because I knew exactly what to look for. And I started at an early age to know exactly what to look for in people. And every time I spotted talent, I remembered how I was spotted as well. And then I'll spot people and I have conversation with people and help them to get where they want to be. There's quite a number of people who work in retail that doesn't know exactly how to can maybe get to where they want to be. Mm-hmm. And they need those type of managers who can be able to continuously look at them, spot the talent, talk to them, ask them questions. What do you want to become in the company? Yes. Mm. And what advice would you give to store managers to be able to 
develop and and you know it sounds like there's ultimately a bit of a communication gap in terms of people not understanding what the career path possibilities are yeah there is quite a lot of people within retail that i can tell you today that they don't know that they can become so much in retail when i got there i didn't know that i can become so much in retail i thought i was just going to be a till picker maybe work for some few months and then go find something become a police or maybe study and become a police but once i got there i realized that there is potential here but you need people that will be talking to those people some people might not be like me maybe that can initiate this thing but they they've got the will to become, you know, something within retail. And then we need those managers that will be asking those questions to be saying, you know, uh, what do you want to achieve in retail? What do you want to do with your life? That conversation can open quite a lot from people that work under you. You can then realize that there are people that aspire to be you. There are people that aspire even more than you. And your job is to help them. I think if you're a store manager and you can count the people that you've made store managers and even maybe more than what you can become, that will be the greatest achievement for for a store manager. Mm-hmm. Mm. Absolutely. And tell us um, your journey from store manager moving up. Again, again, you know, leaving the mark every day, waiting for your goal, leaving the mark where you work. When I was appointed the store manager at the store where I started as a till packer, to go and manage those people that I worked with as till packer, some were my supervisors, my managers, and all those. When I got there, one thing that I remember my first meeting, I said to them, I called all the managers and the staff, and I said, listen, you know I'm a product. I started here, and I've become this. Many of you never thought that you can become a store manager starting from where I started. Yes, it happens. I mean, it happened. I am the store manager. But one thing that I want you to help me achieve here is to promote as many people as possible from this store and make them managers as well. And you can't believe the support I got from those guys. Fantastic. Every day we were working for a purpose. We were training, we were talking, we were training, and we were pushing people to go for those interviews, for, to go for those tests and so forth. And one year uh, later, I was then actually appointed to become the store manager of a brand new store in Nelspreet. Um And that took a lot of trust for somebody that has been only one year to take him to become a brand new store opening. Um that is takes quite a lot. So what happened then, um, I went to Mpumalanga and I didn't know anyone in Mpumalanga. And, you know, interesting, I just found that I was the only first black manager in Pick and Pay to be the store manager in that area. And and it was quite a challenge to see what would this guy do, you My understand? Name. And, um, you know, when I got there, one thing again, I said to myself, this is an opportunity for me to work myself up. And uh, this is an opportunity for me to show what I can do. And again, because of having that thing continuously to say, what can I do? I got there. What has happened again? The team that I worked with, again, the team that I worked with, I remember I loved the team. They loved me a lot. They worked for me. They they were determined to work for me. And And again, one thing that I sold when I got there is, I am the first black manager here, but that doesn't make, doesn't make me very proud. I will be very happy if I can have more of you to become managers within this industry. And you could see that you're surprising people when you say they can become a manager. They're asking themselves, what do I have to become a manager? And I continuously, you know, looked at the people with potential, people that were willing to go an extra mile, working hard. And I called them and have conversation with mm-hmm. to say, listen, I can see you working very hard. There must be something that you want to achieve. What is it that you want to achieve within, you know, this um, a company? And people will say, you know, one thing that people can say is, I want to be like you. 
Yes. You understand? And then you give them the path. You tell them, listen, you can start here. You can do this. You, you've got the right attitude and the right mentality. You're working hard. Now what you need to do is maybe let's ha- apply for this position. Put your name. And again, there's still managers that look after me. I mean, look at me and say, you know what? Thank you, Manfrey. Mm. Quite a lot. A lot of them. Thank you, Manfrey. I didn't think that I could even become a manager in my whole life. Yeah. That's, that's one thing there. And the results spoke again in, 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 um, one period. I think, uh, four months. We exceeded up. I think we did double digits of what we were supposed to do. Wow. And, um, just after that, just after that, you know, as you're growing, you want to achieve this and that and that. And I was approached by one company, JD Group, one big company in uh, in the in the furniture industry. Mm-hmm. They approached me and they said, "Listen, uh, we've got a position." They gave me a position for a trainee GM. And then, uh, you know, I looked at, uh, do I stay in pick and pay? Do I leave? I had very lengthy conversations with quite a lot of executives. And, um, you know, they called me to the office. They talked to me. They said, you can't go, listen, wait, and so forth. But I think the, the, the passion of growing in me that time was just, um, you know, big. And I wanted to grow and I wanted to do things. And I said, listen, I want to go try this thing. I want to go somewhere where I can test myself. And And I was then allowed to leave. Though it was sad, sad for me as well. I mean, I had stayed quite a long time in the company. And then I went there and I joined JD Group. I worked nine months. There as well. I'm one person when I get there. I want to make things happen. I want to, you know, I want to see the green light. And I got there. It was very exciting. I think my career there was also very, you know, well set. Yeah. And uh, nine months down the line, Pick and Pay said, now, listen, let's talk again. <laughs> <laughs> You're a wanted man. <laughs> yeah, let's talk again. And then uh, I went there and I said, listen, we've got something in a franchise division. And um, don't you want to come and help us with it? And I said, listen, okay, that's fine. I worked for you guys for quite a long time. The reason I left was uh, because mm-hmm. of growth. If you can give me growth, I'm coming back. And I came back and I was now based in the office where I was a clerk at. And I was then appointed as an ICU manager in the franchise division uh, where I worked, I think it was um, two, three, three years. And then I was appointed the regional franchise uh, business manager. Fantastic. Mm. Um, something that stood out for me is that you were saying that when you were engaging with employees is that they, they felt like they couldn't believe that they could be something more almost. Do you think it's kind of a mentality in retail? Is it, you know, what do you think is that issue that people just, don't immediately see possibility when they when they start out. Majority of the people in retail, and I, I think that is changing now, but majority of the people do not have uh, qualifications. Okay. And I think it, when you don't have qualifications, you already write yourself off okay. to say, you know, that is, you know, the the least I can become or whatever I can become is just to become these smaller positions. Mm. People don't believe that, or they don't know. Let me put it that way: they don't know that you can still. Uh, be able to grow even when you don't have qualifications. And um, they don't know the assistant that is there by the companies, you know, to people that are aspiring to grow, people that want to grow. So I, I think the gap, maybe the gap in information um, is the one that is, you know, killing a lot of talent to come up because people write themselves off in those corners and they, 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 they stay there. I think if organizations can actually put it out there to say, listen, even if you don't have qualification, we can take you to school if there is a potential in you. Hmm. I think that will make quite a lot of people to come forward um, and to never look down at themselves to say, you know, I've got only metric, then my life is all is all doomed. 
So, so I think that's one thing that I think can be done by organization. You know, speak to the people, send information out there, make people aware that you know it doesn't only take the qualification. Yes, um, if you've got the qualification, maybe you've got an upper hand. But um, if you don't have and you offer the right attitude and, and you want to do things, maybe there is a room for you to grow. Yes. Okay. Now, that makes a lot of sense. The other thing I wanted to ask you, tell us a bit about your journey in terms of furthering your education. How did that come? You see, that's another thing that... I think it gave me the edge. I'm one person that when I was growing, I was very good at school. Um, you know, I don't know what changes I was growing up, but I was <laughs> very good. During my whole, what do you call, uh, lower grades and tertiary, I was always in the, in the top three. You know, I was very good. And, um, I was unfortunately uh, let down when I completed my metric. And in fact, I was ex- seeing it coming that I, I was not going to be able to go further because my parents didn't have money. And I applied for the bursaries during that time. It was difficult to get the bursaries and I didn't get anything. And then, um, even those that were not as good as I was proceeded to the universities and I couldn't. But I'm one person that I always, you know, see life as you know, full of possibilities and opportunities. And that's when I decided, listen, if my parents don't have the money, I'll somehow find a way of funding my own uh, studies. That's when, when I joined Pick and Pay, what I did was um, out of those small, that small money, I still made sure that I was leaving something small to save for my studies when the time is right. So you, you would know in, in the black societies, when you get a job, you have to look for your, you know, look after your parents as well. So that money, I remember, I think my salary was so small that, you know, I, after getting paid and looking after my parents and my siblings, I would literally remain with maybe a hundred rand and I would take that hundred rand and I would put it into the savings just for me to be able to have something maybe that I can be able to study. But I, I then continued to, you know, save that money until such a time when I registered. I remember when I registered my first qualification. Um, it was, um, you know, a management course and I registered it and it felt very good, you know, to be honest, to do something beyond metric. Yes. And, and, and I completed that qualification and just having something on my name inspired me even more. And then I remember when I, I saved more money, but, but having completed that qualification also, you know, um, improved my understanding of business. And I think when I started talking to other people, uh, within the business, they could hear that, um, there is difference in this person. And maybe that is what helped me to grow as well. It combined with my hard work, maybe it was actually giving me the edge. And, but seeing the difference that the education was giving me or doing in me, then I registered for another one, you know, and that one was a little bit expensive, but at least I was growing at the time. I realized that, okay, that's when I put money and then I grow and then let me put more money. I put money and then I did another course. It was an MDP, very expensive at that time. And for most especially for a, a junior person within the organization, I did that one. And one, as I was doing that one, and this is one thing that I think um, a lot of people can actually maybe learn early in their careers. When you do things, don't hide them, talk about them. And then I one day spoke to one of my seniors and say, listen, I'm studying this course. It's called Management Development Program with this uh, uh, school. And then he said to me, um, yeah, but it's very expensive. Who's paying? And I said, I'm paying. He said, but did you know that the company actually pay, pay for, for that course? And then I said, I didn't. He said, listen, I'm going to come back to you. He went and he checked and he said, um, he came back. He said, you know, the company agreed that they can pay for that course. But actually, it's not for your level. It's for a senior management, you know, we, not for you at that level of yours. They, they don't 
you know, um, of finance people at that level. What position were you at that stage? I think I was a floor manager. Okay. Yeah. Okay. They said it was actually for senior st- uh, for store managers, senior store managers. Mm-hmm. And then he said that they said they agreed they will finance you. But then they financed me. And I think because then a junior person was having that qualification and whereas it was aimed for higher, maybe that as well helped me to, you know, to be looked at for maybe higher positions as well because if if I if I passed it and maybe you know they believed that this guy can be able to do something more I did that and then after doing that they paid for me and and I, they promoted me as well and then uh, I did another course I think it was then it was in HR I completed that one I did another one it was uh, in labor law in fact every time I completed one course I just wanted to do something else I just wanted to do something else until come a point where I met somebody again within the organization who said, listen, you've been studying quite a lot of things, but why don't you just now take the bigger challenge and do an MBA? Wow. I, said, I said, MBA, how much is it? And he said, um, I think at that time it was around 200000 I said, are you joking? Where am I going to get that money? Yeah. He said, don't worry, I'll speak to someone within the organization, and then I think the organization can nominate, I mean, can pay for your studies. And um, then I was also told that uh, they're not paying for just anybody. They must be seeing the potential in you, you know, for the organization to be able to get its returns on the money they're putting in on you. So and then they agreed. And then that showed me as well that, okay, so it means that the company is having confidence in me. Then I can't go and play with their money. I can't go and fail. You know, if somebody is trusting you with such a lot of money, so you need also to bring your part. And I went there and I completed my MBA. And funny enough, was that was the first time I did um, something at that level. I mean, it was NQF level nine, and uh, I think my previous courses that I did were on seven and so forth. Mm-hmm. So, but I did, and I did very well. I did very well. So, if I start something, I always commit. I always make sure that I work hard and I, I achieve the highest. So that that's when I, I graduated with the MBA. Fantastic. Mm. And tell me, what level were you at at that stage? Were you in the head office? Were yes. you the MBA? What position were you in? I was a regional manager that time. Okay. So from store manager, where did you move? From store manager, the position I did next, remember I said when I left from store manager, I went to JD. Okay, from yes, JD, JD, they recruited me back, back yeah, into an ICU position, which okay. I did for two to three years. And then I was promoted to franchise business manager. That's oh, when okay. I started doing my MBA. At the oh, same okay, time. so when you were franchise business manager mm-hmm. and then from mm-hmm. there on regional manager. That yeah. is... Yeah. Yes. Okay, yeah. fantastic. And tell me, uh, Manfrey, I think what's for me what's so interesting is that you've literally been at every level in retail, bottom, middle, and up. What would your advice be for people that are at the starting out in retail, people that are in the middle phases, and people that are at the top? What would be your advice for each phase? At all levels, one needs to be very ambitious. And and I know that it takes a lot for one to set high goals. You need to first have confidence in yourself, believe in yourself to say, you know, I I can do things. You understand? Once you believe in yourself, then you can be able to to set those um, ambitious goals. You know, if you are a junior, believe that you also can be that person that is above you. If you are in the middle, also believe and always have that hunger of wanting not to stop, wanting to continue to grow. I always said to a lot of managers that if you stay longer on a position, you're actually closing the way for other people that are behind you. 
So keep on moving. That's what inspired me. When I stayed long on a position, I knew there's somebody who must take that position and I'm actually blocking the way for that person. Yes. So you need to continuously want to grow. Yes. You know, and don't be shy to set um, high goals. You know, if you didn't achieve, you didn't achieve it, but work hard for it and you'll be surprised it might come. Yeah, I think, um, and you must tell me if you agree with me, but I mean, the idea that one gets is definitely that the retail sector is so incredibly large that you you can't go any other way but grow if you're going to, you know, <laughs> there's so many different levels and positions and stuff that mm. if you're just going to be willing to, you're going to, you know, and work hard and believe in yourself, you will be able to grow. You're absolutely right. I think if there is one industry that grows fast all the time, mm. it is in retail. Yeah. Because I remember the stores that we opened in one year would just tell you, I mean, retail retail shops, I mean, companies can open three, four stores a year. Yes. And each store would have 100 people. I mean, where would those people come from? And they would need managers in those people. So they will take managers from previous stores and then put them in there. When they take those managers, they open positions for people that can actually come and fill them. So I think that's just one place that I was so happy that I landed in. And I, I think that if a lot of people that wants to grow and grow fast, retail is the place to be. Yes. Yeah. Look, it's not for the faint-hearted. Um, I must also say it needs quite a lot of determination and energy, and the will to want to do things and and really want to grow. So, so people that that wants to grow in retail must just know that it doesn't come cheap. You must really, you know, bring yourself to the game and really work hard. And if you've been given the opportunity, hit the ground running. You know, leave the mark. Make sure that people. You know, can see the difference between yourself and the next person. Yeah. Well, Manfred, I think um, my favorite part of your journey is exactly that you've been through the trenches, right from the bottom all the way to the top. This aspect of the education or finding retail as an attractive career of choice, how do we get it out there to the youth? Because it's not often you'll hear somebody in university or somebody after matric saying, I want to work to retail. Retail is always seen as well, I'll do retail because I have nothing else to do. How do we make retail an, a career of choice? Very interesting question. And I think what we can do, because we have to bring that change, we have to make people understand and see things differently from the times that we, we started. I think we need to catch them early at the high schools because that's where people make decisions of what they want to do, uh, who they want to become. And majority of the people, more especially, and I, 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 I might be wrong, but majority of the people think, you know, careers that are to be pursued, are those doctors, you know, um, teachers and so forth and so forth, those popular positions. Nobody talks about retail. Nobody talks about a store manager. And I think when you're still in the stores, people just see you everyone there as a till packer or somebody that packs the stock or sell bins in. They, they don't know that these levels and levels and levels, even people that work around town, as they still look down at you as when you're store manager and they, because, because they never, they never knew about you and the position you do when they were still young. I think if we can catch them while they're still doing metric, you know, there's, I remember during those days there was something called career exhibitions or something like that. If we can be able to go there and talk retail and talk opportunities that are in retail, talk different positions. I mean, there is HR in retail. You know, you find people saying, I want to become an HR manager, but they never even think that in retail. 
There is um, logistics. There is uh, supply chain. Everything. There is labor law. There is lawyers. And people don't know that you can actually become everything in retail. So the sector itself, I think it's not well marketed. The sector, I think, it's not well spoken of. And if we can catch them there in the schools, we will be able to change the way people see retail or the way people, you know, get attracted to this industry. Sure. That's very, very, very true. I mean, um, there's a, there's just too much of a perception of having to be a doctor and a lawyer. I mean, really, we need to get the word out there that, you know, there's ample careers, ample growth opportunities, et cetera. Mm-hmm. So, um, Manfrey, my question would be to you, what can retail employees do to encourage the employees to start that path of growth within the sector? Or do you feel even if they are, they are doing enough? You know, they are doing enough, but obviously it depends from a person to a person. You as a store manager, you have to be the person that is, you know, designed, uh, you know, to, to be the manager that will grow others. But it doesn't come just from nowhere. You have to continuously develop yourself as a manager to be able to be the manager who can be able to develop others. I think a lot of managers in retail, and, and, and I've seen this over the years, a lot of managers during the olden days, they were not managers from school. They were not uh, graduates, call it that way. They were made managers within the industry, whereby we would train you and I would tell you what to do. And then uh, once you know what to do and then and you've got maybe those qualities of a leader and then you will lead others. But the problem with that was it would only limit you to what I taught you. And and if I, I wasn't a manager who liked to develop others, you might lack that because you the uh, copy and paste of mine. So the I think if we can start having managers that, you know, go through the studies and know exactly what an overall or complete manager must have, a manager must have a little bit of uh, HR in him, a little bit of operations, a little bit of this, a little bit of that, so that you can be able to give all that to the teams that work under you. And if people are trained on how to spot talent and how to nurture and develop talent, I think they will then be able to do that. But how can you do that if you were just picked from the team and I trained you on what I thought was important? And because there wasn't anything that was guiding my training to you, I might have left something that is crucial. So, and which might be to look after the talents of others. You understand? So I don't think that it's done enough. Um, that's why we have a lot of people still not aware of how far can they go within the industry. So that is what I think maybe we can find a way of putting more in the managers that are supposed to be developing others. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And there we see, um, living proof, the retail industry is an industry where you can grow and you can go very far as an individual. Mm. So, um, I made a little summary of everything that you've said. But I think I just some nuggets and um, I think what definitely stands out for me is that, you know, you need to work hard. <laughs> you definitely need to leave your mark. You need to focus on differentiating yourself. You need to really go above and beyond, you know, because you said you stayed longer hours. If there was only if the one till was finished, you packed the second till, you know. So those are such great examples of your enthusiasm coming through. And I think that enthusiasm is so incredibly important. And I think what I've also picked up is that you – we're able to inspire people. And I think um, just from what you are saying that you must, you know, you sound like the kind of store manager I would have liked to work for, you know, because you were about inspiring people, uplifting them, um, explaining the career path. And I think that's so important. And that's something for store managers to take to heart is 
to look at your people, to to look for the talent, develop, and to communicate the career paths. Um, because I think that is difficult. Then I think the other thing is also keep your relationships. Uh, always, you know, don't burn your bridges. Keep your relationships um in a good place because. Um, you know, like you said, you moved to the JD group and you were welcome back to pick and pay. Um, you know, and if you didn't leave on a good foot, that wouldn't have been the case. Um, and then of course, like I said earlier, I uplift and identify talent. And then I think also believe in people. I think that's something that I really, um, appreciate about your conversation is that you have to believe in people. Yeah. So, um, I think Manfred, it was such a pleasure to have uh, you with us today. Thank you kindly for your time. And um, of course, then to our listeners, I want you to stay tuned for other podcasts as we speak to local and international researchers and experts in the retail field so that we provide you with information that promotes excellence and advances the retail industry. Thank you. Thank you. Thank, thank you, you for coming, Manfred. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. You've been listening to another production from Solid Gold Podcasts.